M True Man 418. <sighs> I'm tired. I'm lagging. Anyone listening at the sound of my voice traveling right now sucks. Don't do it. If you can travel by car, do it. Anything flight-wise is it's a bus right now. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't. <sighs> of course, the bridge is a symbol. Symbol for many things like connections, responsibility, and transformation. So in other words, you ride or die. The end. Let's see here. This is going to be a bit of a mixed bag type of show. I'm just going to lag through this. I'm going to slog through this. We're going to march through the marsh. <laughs> We're going to march through the marsh. Going to get through this somehow. All right. Yeah, let's let's start with traveling. Let's start with traveling. And not even necessarily my own experience. Quite frankly, I'm not a great flyer at all. But when you gotta go, you just gotta go. So I mean, at this point, I, I just sleep through it and, and get through it. In fact, speaking of getting through it, I got this Guinness extra stout well deserving of it so like they say pop them if you got them smoke them if you want it all right so like i'm saying traveling i i you know i really can't stand flying i hate the whole process you know ever since after 9 11 i remember getting on a plane my first flight was in 96. I was a youngster going to Savannah, Georgia. And I remember like, it was nice. Like, you know, I don't remember like any issues, any problems, anything after 9-11, just, I mean, just the whole thing, everything about it, taking your shoes off, getting patted down. <laughs> I, 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 it's not for me. I, I think 
I'm going to start driving. Instead of flying, I'm just going to drive everywhere. Make this a cross, cross country. <laughs> Make this a cross country thing. It, it just sucks. And then come to find out, I've actually picked the best time as far as like the, in the last few days because now, uh, right before July 4th, and probably on July 4th as well, flights is canceled, flights are delayed. I mean, people are stranded. It's, it, flying is just getting worse and worse. Um, I remember seeing a video of um, somebody was recording. They were putting, I don't know if it was duct tape. Listen, duct tape, Dimatap. Aspirin, all these things just can't solve everything. This is a band aid, and but they were putting tape on a plane. I, I need to know if this is standard. I, I need to know if this is is this standard practice. This this is to me is insane. I mean, um, oh yeah, let, let's this traveling thing. So right before I'm supposed to get on a flight good friend of mine uh sent me pictures you know because he's coming across seas and so he's sending me pictures of a plane that basically the plane is on the runway and the nose is on the ground so come to find out it's a big story i don't remember where the plane was going but it's a delta flight and the landing gear in the front of the plane didn't work. Only the the back, the back tires worked. So basically the pilot had to fly the plane. He had to land the plane, excuse me. And basically he landed it where the nose is still on the air once it touched the ground. And then once it loses speed, then the nose hits the ground and kind of skids on the on the floor and they had the um, fire department waiting for him and they had to jump out and I'm like this is what uh, Alexi Tyler was talking about it is is dangerous to fly right now I, I don't know you know and um, so you had that going on then I see this 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 show right now um what is it called? High Hijack with uh um with Idris Alba. I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> are, are we gonna see another hijacking now? Is this are you you know how that Hollywood is? They they tell you shit before before it happens, then it happens again. Like, come on. Nah, flying is terrible. Hijack. I'm going to check that out. I'm definitely going to watch it. So you got that going on. Okay. Then I found this. Let's, let's, let's cue this up. Or they cannot believe Leave it or 
believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you. All right, let me stop it there. Little context, all right. This is American Airlines flight. So, I don't know if this is during flight. No, this is not during flight. This is definitely before the flight. So, before the flight, this lady is, is, is basically saying she's getting off the plane and she's basically telling people why. All right. I'm telling you I'm getting the fuck off and there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. Listen. <laughs> I know people have the tendency to exaggerate. I know people have the tendencies to, you know, make some shit up in their mind and whatever to be to play victim. I know this is good old American pie, white girl, the Caucasian queen. Listen, I know how people are. I have to say, I believe her. She, this lady has clearly seen something very, very disturbing. I, I have to say, I believe her. I don't know what she saw. It had to be the person's eyes. I You know, I don't know. Is it one of them reptilian eye slits where <laughs> their eyes are changing when they blink? I mean, did they have black eyes? Like, I don't I don't know what she saw. I would like to know what she seen, but I I have to say, I believe her because I, I've seen, listen, look, look at a lot of these, um, look at uh, a lot of these, um, these, uh, um, not trap rappers, um, what is that thing called? Uh, uh, basically, if, you don't even have to say trap rappers. Look at a lot of these new rappers. They, there's something about them that they don't look very human. They don't look very human. I believe I, I kind of believe this woman. I kind of believe this woman. Very curious about what she saw. Very curious. I mean, you know, think about it. Everybody, I you know, now that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking about that Mark Zuckerberg video where he's wearing the hoodie. And he's talking about, oh, I'm getting hot, something like that. So he's taking off the hoodie or whatever. This this man does not look like he came from a woman's vagina. It, it doesn't. It is. He's very robotic. He's very, very, um, very peculiar. 
you can't it's something that you really can't just put your finger on but you know that there's something there I I don't know human versus non-human I, I don't know maybe he's a test tube baby I don't know I don't is is he a clone I listen I don't know I'm just I'm asking questions I don't know but like I said I believe this lady now would have pissed me off because this this bitch would have delayed my flight <laughs> at the end of the video the guy said bye <laughs> I would have said listen it's time to go what? I'm telling yeah, no, no, let's play this again. No, no, I'll play it again. I'll play it again. Listen, listen to the sound of her voice. She's serious. This is something that she can't describe. This is something that she cannot describe at all. Okay, you ready? White woman talking. Bye. <laughs> uh, listen, <laughs> I, I listen. I, I believe her. I believe her. Say what you want. She could be paranoid. Could be a conspiracy. Whatever you like, but you know. What else we got? Yeah, traveling sucks. Don't don't go by plane drive to wherever you got to get to if you going from new york to florida just drive there if you going from if you going from new orleans to cali just drive all right what's next on the list uh yeah traveling traveling yeah, th this is going to be the, the travel portion of the show today. This is definitely going to be the travel portion. So we got flights. Fly at your own risk. Now, even when you do fly and you make it to your destination, now you got to worry about the damn hotels now. Now you have to worry about the hotels and being trafficked or possibly your children ending, ending up missing. Get into it. Let's go to our good friend, our good friends at Twitter. All right. So apparently more than 40 human trafficking lawsuits are filed against hotel companies hotel companies that you and I stay at
this is one of the most horrendous things that's happening in today's you know, daily world that we have going on. Right? Columbus attorney Stephen Babin says Ohio is the fourth largest state in the country for human trafficking and more than 95% of it happens in hotels. It's a problem that's been in the hospitality industry forever. Babin has filed more than 40 individual lawsuits against six hotel companies, including Wyndham Hotels and Resorts, Red Roof Inns, and Choice Hotels International for allowing trafficking to occur on their property and profiting from human trafficking. Profiting from trafficking. It's a dirty business. It's a dirty business. White man talking. Robin says the first case was filed in 2019. The first of its kind filed under a statute known as the Trafficking Victims Protection Act. We have horror stories where people are handcuffed to toilets and hotel staff comes in and nobody does anything about it. I reached out to the hotels for comment and only received a statement from Red Roof Inns, saying the company has nothing to add at this time and would refer you to the court filings. We know it's a problem. Columbus City Attorney Zach Klein says the city passed a hotel licensing system almost a decade ago when he was on the city council. We have the ability to yank the license if there's a significant number of police runs, if there's a significant number of violence and crime, if there is evidence of human trafficking that is persistent and not addressed. And he says those numbers have plummeted since implementing that system. Klein says he believes the owners should be held accountable. They're the ears on the ground. They're the eyes on the uh, on the activity that's happening, and they see all the, all of this transpiring right in front of their eyes. Babin says he is hoping the first of these cases will go to trial sometime next year. Carly Dion, 10 TV News. Ah, there you have it, man. This is um. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's this is a a web of people corporations businesses it this is something that extends in so many different areas hollywood the white house i mean <laughs> but it's all being uncovered so let me let me um Let's read some of this. More than 40 individual human trafficking lawsuits have been filed against companies through attorney Steve Babin and his law firm. This is one of the most horrendous things that's happening in today's, you know, daily world that we have going on. Yeah, that's crazy. Babin said Ohio is the fourth largest state in the country for human trafficking and more than 95% of that happens in hotels. 95%? Wow. I'm, I'm never looking at Hope Motel 6. I, I, I'm never looking at this uh, the same. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I went into one Motel 6 but it was renovated and it was nice. This is years ago, but it was in Virginia. It was nice. I mean, I, I can't front, you know, I would have went back, but damn, this is, this is crazy. 95% of it, 95% uh, of the trafficking, it's happening in hotels in Ohio being, wait, I think they said the fourth largest. 
Ohio's the fourth largest state. Once again, this is a, a place where a lot of these, uh, a lot of the so-called migrants and a lot of, um, of people from Central America are going to. They're going to Ohio. They, they're not, you know, they're being damn near persecuted in Florida. And they're going to places like this. Cheaper to live in some cases. And well, clearly, and there's no, there's, there's nobody really checking this because they know that Ohio is the fourth largest state as far as this trafficking goes. Very, very crazy, man. All right. Um, actually, I have one more video on this. These for allowing trafficking to occur on their property and host Airbnbs. TikTok. I know a lot of y'all travel, a lot of y'all like to be on the road, and a lot of y'all get hotels and Airbnbs. But what I need y'all to know is this is a list of hotels. You got the Hilton, the Wendell, the Days Inn, the Super 8, Best Western, Red Lion, Marriott, Choice Hotels, Extended Stay America, and Motel 6. Damn, damn, damn. Motel 6. Oh, you bastard. Oh, you bastards. What do all these hotels have in common? They're all being sued right now for human trafficking. They have been participants in human trafficking. But wait, that's not all. In some of these hotels, they have found tunnels in the closets that go underground that led to missing children. Hey, do your own research. As you can see right here, the lawsuit has been filed against major hotel companies, including these for allowing trafficking to occur on their property and profiting from human trafficking. Also, these hidden cameras have been found in a lot of these hotels as well. The traffickers use these cameras to spy on you and to see who they can kidnap. Hidden cameras. Wow. The, now, does that mean you have to? Wow, this is crazy. So now you got to debug the room. Now you have to debug a room to stay in the damn hotel. Woo. All right. This is a coat hanger. This is a camera that looks like a plain screw. You would never know. The, you have people. You have to check your rooms for cameras. Also, be aware of hotels that offer free shampoo and some conditioners, because a lot of these containers will have shampoo in them, but the base of the container is a whole camera system. So be careful at Airbnbs and at hotels everywhere. I never use the shampoo, never use the, the soap they got. <laughs> well, maybe, I mean, maybe to wash my hands, but I just never use that damn little mini bottles of shampoo and conditioner. No, I don't. I'll pass. You can actually buy a device that will scan the room and let you know if there are cameras in the room. And it will show you where the cameras are.
and for reference, this is a hotel in Florida that had a hole in the closet that they went through and they found children way down that tunnel where they would kidnap people to check into these hotels. Listen, I, I, I'm not big on TikTok. I, I've actually took it off my phone, to be honest with you. But TikTok is our friend now. TikTok is our friend. I mean, listen, you can take it with a grain of salt. It's just information. Um, shout out to the great, the giant, a great teacher of mine for the infant for uh, for this information. The great I see the Duke of Tears. Shout out to him and his family. Um, in fact, while we're talking about it, look up Cordoba Organics. If you want that, uh, man, if you want that, that alchemical lotion, body wash, shampoo, whatever, all handmade, smells, ooh, smells delicious. Wife is a, man, the, the, the queen herself. I mean, very, very talented um very very gifted and the products are superb no doubts about it no doubts about it uh cordobaorganics.com but shout out to I see the duke of tears great individual very very great man I had the pleasure of meeting him uh followed his work for a very long time sat at the man's feet to learn a lot of the Moorish history. A lot of the Moorish history. Um, a lot of our history here. But that is the uh, travel portion. So take that with a grain of salt. I mean, all you got to do is just, I guess, travel more safer. Um, man, it's gotten to the... But it's crazy. It's gotten to the point where... <laughs> You got to think about debugging your room. If I'm in Florida, I, I, I'm bringing Mr. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> I'm bringing Mr. Full Metal Jacket. This is insane. It's crazy, man. Traveling, like I said, traveling sucks, especially when you're flying. I mean, I, I dread it every time, no matter, I dread it every time, no matter how far I'm going, no matter how close it is. And if, I mean, if there's anybody being trafficked, you know, it's at that damn Atlanta airport. That's where I think they are. That damn Atlanta airport. Atlanta airport is one of the worst airports in the world, not in the country, in the world. I will never go back there. It's confusing. There's no direction anywhere. Shit, they, they could just kidnap you right there. Nobody know because they wouldn't know how to, even if they did, they could do it right in front of you. You wouldn't know how to get anywhere. Worst airport ever. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, what else? Oh, man. I tell you. 
I got a question. When did we care about, when did we ever care about Grimace birthday and them making a shake out of it or whatever? When, when, when do we ever care about Grimace? I personally never liked Grimace. <laughs> I, I'll take the hamburglar over some damn Grimace. They had a commercial I happened to see. Grimace looks like he's high. He's high on uh, quite a few things. Grimace himself looks like <laughs> he looks like the the residue you find you might find at the bottom of a lean cup. <laughs> the, <laughs> He, he looks like he, he looks like an illustration of a certain drug. Like, I, I don't get it. And, and then they make a shake for his birthday as if we I guess as if we knew I, I'll be damned if I ever drink anything like that. I'll be damned. This is. <laughs> This is the 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 hoodification of the USA. They they just just bringing us down a peg with the grimace shake. I'm like, when when did this become a thing? And and just the color purple, there's something just ain't right about this. This is very um, this is very psychedelic to me. This is very um. This is very 1967. <laughs> this is very um This is giving me druggy vibes. It's, it's giving me 2 a.m. trips to Taco Bell vibes. Like I, I, I no. This is personally this is not for me. <laughs> this is not this is this is for a certain segment of the public. This is this is not for me. This is the, the ghetto fying of the United States right now. And to me, Grimace is a part of that. Grimace is a part of the BET Awards. I'm surprised he wasn't there. I'm surprised he wasn't there. He should have been. That's how that that's the level that this show was on. They shouldn't even call it BET Awards. They should call it the FBI Awards. I've never seen a place full of so many agents, so many snitches, so many <laughs> stew pigeons. I mean, so many jailbirds and potential jailbirds. You had little boozy, little boozy up there. How the hell this man get out of federal custody okay okay well he got out because he made bail okay that's number one I answered my own question but I'm saying why is he even offered bail in the first place this is a federal case 
he got out and ended up in the BET Awards, falling off chairs and shit. I'm like, this is this is crazy. Lil Uzi got a phone thrown at him by his girl because of Ice Spice. I have a question. What the fuck is an Ice Spice? Who is this chick? Where did she come from? Word has it, she is not from the Bronx. Speaking of, I seen her performance. What? And I, I saw quite a few of the performances. <laughs> this, this shit brought you back to welfare days. <laughs> like... My parents, they always worked and they worked hard, but there were small periods where we did have food stamps, not that EBT card like y'all have today. Now nah, we, we had the paper food stamps. Ooh, oh, happy day. When we see them things, oh, happy day. You know what we was getting? Oh, we was getting steakums. White. Ooh, them, them frozen White Castle hamburgers. Oh, it was on. Oh, <laughs> if I could only go back. If I could only go back. Good times. Boy, I, I, I enjoy seeing those. We know the refrigerator is going to be stocked once they came through. We had those periods. We had those times. This this brought me back to there. I mean, <laughs> I honestly, if I was older, it would probably bring me back to government cheese. It'll bring me back there to powdered milk. <laughs> because this was this was an abomination of a show. And Ice Spice is up there. She brought the damn BX Bodega with her. <laughs> I said, oh, she brought Fordham Road on stage. <laughs> Shit was insane. She's not the only one. There was another performance. I think it was Lotto. The The performance, they, they, they buying regular household item. They buying dish detergent. It before and during the performance, they buying dish detergent and paper towel. So what the hell is going on? She's a janitor. That was her gimmick in the performance. She was a janitor. <laughs> we haven't inspired. Get, give me that fake ass uh, uh, Egyptian pr princess, that Queen Sheba shit. Give me that. You know, um, uh, give us, give us, you know, give us that fake Egyptian shit. No, she gives me a janitor. Oh, how low have, how low, how the mighty have fallen. What? This was insane. I'm watching this. This was one of the most bittersweet things. It, it wasn't even, it's not much sweet really, but very very bitter i mean they would bring up an act that you say would let's just say that does have some talent which was quite frankly a lot of the older ones 
uh, your Busta Rhymes. Oh, you know what? I can't forget. We, we, we're going to get to Busta. Let me, let me make a note of that because I'm going to speak on Busta before we go. I, I mean, even, even Patti LaBelle, even Patti, ghetto-fied, she done forgot the words to Tina, Tina Turner's song. Don't you practice? Wait a minute. This song is about 30 years old, let's say. So wouldn't you have a few run-throughs, a few practice? Not only that, but the words is on a teleprompter. So she didn't know the song and forgot the words. And it became <laughs> it became a, a, a quick comedy segment. I'm like... Did the ghost of Tina come back and did it jolt? Did it jolt Patty? And then she just forgot. I, it was just, it was strange. It was very, very strange. Patty forgot the damn words. She need to forget the damn recipe. To them terrible ass sweet potato pies. Patty should be ashamed of her damn self. They raving and ranting about her damn cooking. She better stick to them greens and work on that because them pies is terrible. I do like the peach cobbler though. Patty forgot the damn words. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Just crackhead, crackhead shit. Crackhead stuff. Greatest rap group of all time. Wu-Tang versus Death Row. Who made this? Who put this in a bag? It's like they just did it at random. Okay. I mean, okay, not Grandmaster Flash. And the Furious Five, okay, no, not the Beastie Boys, okay, they're not in there. Wu Tang versus Death Row. There's something in me that wants to entertain this for a quick second. So, how do you even compare? How do you even compare? Okay. Who's the biggest artist on Death Row? Okay, we're going to say Dre. We're going to say Snoop. We're going to say Pac. Um, Dog Pound. Uh, what you call it? Uh... Okay, th okay, those are going to be your biggest one. Okay, Lady of Rage, uh, eh. okay, do, do what you want with that. If she sold the mill, okay, great, good for her. So we're going to just stay with those. So we got Dre, Snoop, Pac, Dog Pound. Okay, Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang, we know that obviously... They've sold millions of records as a group. Okay, so 
top guys in Wu-Tang as far as, let's say, records goes. We got Raekwon the Chef. We got Ghostface Killer. We got RZA and his many of projects. Bobby Digital and all the rest of this stuff. So you got to throw him in there. You're definitely going to throw Method Man in there. Um, You know, wish we could throw ODB in there. Okay. I, you know, he, he I, I give him, I think his album is, a, his first album is a classic. Um, But not really much after that, as far as, uh, you know, the RZA umbrella goes. After he left and he went to the Neptunes and all of that nonsense. He went to Rockefeller. Oh, it, it was it was way over. <laughs> it was way over by then. So <laughs> by the time he gets to the Neptunes and Rockefeller, ODB forgot how to rap. He didn't even want to rap anymore. He just wanted to rap for a check. All that damn child support. Rest in peace, ODB. So, okay. So, I mean, I don't... Like, how do you even decipher what, like, is if, okay, Death Row is not a group. Death Row is a label. So, off, right, just that alone disqualifies this, just disqualifies this nonsense. Death Row is a label. Wu-Tang is a group. Ah. <laughs> uh. The ghettofication of the United States. And then Death Row wins. So I you know, do I think I, I will definitely say that I feel that the Wu has more quality music. I do believe they do have more quality music. Um obviously Dre production wise obviously Rizza and Dre both still produce but I think production wise Dre is more relevant than Rizza is right now and I think he's been more relevant quite longer than Rizza. you know I said Rizza never stopped making music but at the same time I mean Dre has had his hands in everything and I mean, you know, from the documentary to Kendrick Lamar's projects, you know, I mean, soundtracks. I mean, he's definitely, you know, I don't know who's better out of all of them because, you know, quite frankly, (laughs) on the flip side of that, Dre is really not producing. He's not really that sound engineering wise sound wise he's highly involved but as far as and he's involved in the creation of the record but as far as putting together samples chopping samples and putting together drums and no Dre's got side people he's got people in there like in it like a Chinese workshop He's got people up there sweating, uh, ain't ain't get a break in about 13 hours, still chopping, can't ain't eat nothing in 24 hours. He got them in there sweating, 
chopping up samples and making drums, trying to get his shit on point. And whatever he hears, he'll like, and then he'll use it. RZA, I do believe RZA is a bit more hands-on and creative in the process. Now, I mean, maybe RZA also does the same thing. I don't know. But from what I've seen of the both of them, I definitely say that RZA is the more hands-on when it comes to it. So, uh, yeah, this is this is just completely asinine. Like, no, Death Row's not a group. Damn near Snoop Dogg bought it. You know, maybe he made that. You know, we're only talking about it again because of him. Listen, let, let's move on. It's embarrassing. BET Awards. This was one of the most. It, it was even. Like, even the older acts. The, the Warren G's. The, the uh. Who else they had? They had MOP up there, which I'm 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 happy MOP's up there, you know, because they definitely deserve it. But I mean, and they, and they can rock with the best of them. But you just had a clear distinction of those that had talent, and then, of course, it doesn't matter how much talent they have because they drowned it out with. A lot of these younger acts or these current acts. Basically. All in all, what they're showing you. Is see, they're they're telling you that they're celebrating 50 years of hip hop. (laughs) Now they're now finally, finally, they're acknowledging hip hop. You know what? Congratulations, hip hop. Happy 50 years. Happy 50 years to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Happy 50 years, hip hop. It's been good. It's been good. It's dead now. hip-hop is dead this is what it's showing me this is what it showed Nas was he wasn't necessarily subtime subtiming he wasn't necessarily subtiming because I'm gonna say in my opinion hip-hop was definitely dead before he made that album title but see and okay, I, I'll give you my honest opinion of it. He made the Hip Hop Is Dead album title in 2006, I believe, which was, I, I thought it was a great album. I thought it was, whew, I mean, this is an underrated album. Very, very, um, this was his first release off of um, the Def Jam when allegedly Jay-Z signed him, which that didn't happen. He th- oh, he's Jay's like, oh, this is a partnership. I'm not signing him. It's a partnership. No, Jay didn't have the ability to do that. And plus his ego was too hurt after the battle. So it, it wasn't Jay that signed Nas. It was 
Jay's boss, L.A. Reid, that signed Nas, but used Jay as the face of that. So Jay's up here talking about, <laughs> you, you, you know what I did for hip hop? You, you know what I did for hip hop? Yeah. Drop that shit. Let's go, let's go. Fuck this guy. Everything he he will make it revolve around him. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Everybody thought that Jay. Oh, Jay won the battle. He signed Nas, and quite frankly, that's what it did. Oh, well, if you're going by that narrative, oh, Jay owns Nas now. Yeah, no, it it, it was L.A. Reid that did it, and um, <laughs> didn't matter. Jay still find a way to use all that Def Jam budget for his own damn album. Everybody was complaining. Everybody was pissed. Ghostface was pissed. His his, his uh, album didn't get no promotion. DMX was pissed. His album didn't get the proper funding for, for, for his album. But he used it for that damn, show me what you got, little mama. Show me what you got <laughs> with Budweiser. <laughs> niggas in the car <laughs> he's in a Porsche going around the cliff wave 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 album was terrible kingdom come terrible album terrible sky was his comeback his comeback record and boy he made up you know what Def Jam lost money Def Jam lost money Oh, Jay had to find a way to pay that back. Def Jam lost millions of dollars because of that album. Um, I believe Jay ended up firing Just Blaze after that because it was a flop. He's like, you know what? I'm going back to what I know. Timbaland, Swiss. And of course, that's what he did. Fired Just Blaze. I don't think he worked with Just Blaze again after that. Maybe maybe a track maybe i don't even think he did definitely fired him in fact we haven't heard just blaze since maybe maybe the jay electronica track but yeah jay jay he, he made off with that money but yeah I, I, uh back to the hip-hop is dead thing nas really made that album because of the business side was changing in rap. It wasn't the thing of no longer was it based off of talent. No longer was it you got to have a street crew to promote your uh, promote your, your 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 projects. A lot of these necessary components weren't no longer necessary. The business was changing. It wasn't about the quality of an album. It was about your ringtone single or what have you. Basically, he's he's talking about the music being treated as if it is disposable. And of course, this is something that has been going on a long time in rap before and after much more now than before but yeah so the whole business look of 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 rap music was changing so he really made that 
you know, uh, of course he didn't see a lot of artists with passion and so on and so forth. But I say all that to say, in my opinion, it was a sub-timing thing. But on the flip side, we didn't know how worse it could actually get. Oh, and boy, did it. <laughs> the BET Awards. Oh, boy, did it. Rock bottom. This was rock bottom. I can honestly say that hip hop is dead. And this is why we are celebrating it now. This is why it's on a grand scale. This is why you can actually have a museum. Because after watching this show, to me, it was now we fully control this. Now we fully own this. Not we as in them dumbass people in the crowd. But as far as the power structure, the system, whatever you whitey, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> they, everybody but these Negroes own hip hop. And that's why it can be celebrated because it is controlled, it is duplicated, it's put out how they want to put it out, it's cloned, and it can be made into anything they want it to be, including these ignorant jabronis on an award show. And that's what it was. They can celebrate it now because they fully control it. The streets is now in the corporate room being told what to do. There's so many agents in rap. <laughs> See, I don't even want to. I'm not trying to get too much on a rant, but. You, you, there's so many people, these so-called people that's being celebrated because of the jobs they made and the, the, the trailblazing legacy they have. People like Diddy. People like Dre. When these people work for who knows what agency, they're definitely in, in, in some kind of cult, whether people like that or not. Oh, no, not no damn Illuminati. If you want to call it that, fine. Have at it. But these people are celebrated, yet they are a part of the problem. And they're, and they're celebrated by their peers. They're celebrated by celebrated by all these people. And we continue to, to mention their name. Not we, but you know what I'm saying. They continue to mention their name and celebrate these people. But yet these people are the problem. Until you get these type of people out, you will never control hip hop. At this point, it's uncontrollable. And it never was in control. CIA has always ran rap music always well okay maybe not always but <laughs> maybe always i mean obviously it was uh, strategic to take the uh, instruments out of the schools uh especially after the disco era taking the instruments out the schools now is is now you got everybody has turntables at the crib so 
Now you're gonna play records. It's not about being in bands anymore. So maybe that's what that's what the experiment is because that's really what the, it is—the all-seeing eye, or the for them they're the fake all-seeing eye. So they'll do certain experiments where they'll take out certain things, or if I mean, listen, look at the projects. It's a perfect example. Look at the projects. It's an experiment. It's called the projects. <laughs> it's an experiment to see what happens with people in this type of environment. Add alcohol, add a little drugs, add weapons. You got Chicago. You got Queensbridge. <laughs> you got Marcy. You got Baisley. These are experiments to see what is going to happen next. So it's the same thing with music. What happens if we take this out? See what happens. And we always going to come up with something. Shit, I wish we come up with something now other than this bang, bang, shoot them up nonsense. <laughs> because quite frankly, they're actually doing it. They're not even talking about it now. So. Yeah. So, in my opinion, rap, rap, rap has never been, for the most part, ever since Sugar Hill Records signing, <laughs> one, the mic, <laughs> signing, um, <laughs> what you call it, uh, uh, with the, uh, uh I'm tired whatever the record is called yeah all you got to do is just look up sugar hill records you can see the hits you'll find in fact you know what let let's let's entertain this for a second let's not just talk about it of course the founder sylvia robinson well known if you know labels Uh, let's see here. Okay. So Sugar Hill Records, they're associated with the songs like White Lines. Don't, don't, don't do it, baby. <laughs> White Lines. White Lines, go away. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it, baby. <laughs> White Lines. Okay. You got to be high to listen to that gotta be high apache okay highly highly sampled record if you listen to i mean come on sampled countless times if you don't know apache but you can hear the sample in uh the song um Uh, made you look made you look by Mr. Nasir Jones Queensbridge yeah this is live from the bridge <laughs> Queensbridge yeah 
you can hear the Apache sample all through that. That that song is basically Apache chopped up. What else here? Uh, Apache by the Sugar Hill Gang. Uh, hmm. What else? The Message, obviously. Grandmaster Flash. Furious Five. Melly Mel. Melly Mel, why are you out here beating on your woman? This is not a good look. This is not a good look. Melly Mel, what? A child is born with the state of mind, blind to the ways of mankind. Nigga, you need to worry about your damn domestic abuse. This is not good. This is not good for hip hop. Or maybe it's the Juneteenth ghettofication of the United States. This man is beating on his woman. He's probably been doing it longer than we know. These these old hip hop heads have a problem. I want to say, yeah, sure. Africa Bambada is a founder of rap music. But fuck him because he's fucking with little boys. No, fuck, fuck you, Africa Bambada. We ain't seen him since, since all of that came down. I ain't forget. All right. New York, New York. It's another hit. You know, this, <laughs> this lady I work with, <laughs> she, <laughs> I don't know why she brought this up. She started rapping New York, New York out of nowhere. This white bread lady I work with she's gotta be the nicest person nicest person I I, I love talking to her I want to say her name but I ain't trying to put her out there like that but man nicest person funniest person she, she understands a lot she speaks her mind even when it's not very popular she was against all them damn vaccines when we was telling people not to do it and, and then they end up doing it whatever but yeah she talking about new york new york big city of dreams i i showed her the snoop dog version when he was kicking over the buildings i said look at this guy kicking over the buildings <sighs> so basically sugar hill i listen just off of um what we looking at uh Okay, Rapper's Delight. That's the one I was looking for. Rapper's Delight. Just that alone cements Sugar Hill Records. Just that alone. And then you add the message. and th th These records are timeless. These records will never... As long as there's a barbecue in the city, they'll, a block party, whatever, they'll always be played. So, so this was, so Sugar Hill Records alone, this, this is, this is, this is not just some, some aspiring label. This is CIA. Come on. Let, let's, man, I, I don't want to make this a little longer, but let, 
let's sh let's let's what they say the receipts you got receipts yeah let's let's read this quick if you don't believe me let's see if i can find it all right And, that, and look at that. that that's another thing the FBI now using rap lyrics to prosecute people this is <laughs> this is their wet dream they've been wanting to do this for the longest they were just <laughs> foaming at the mouth to do this shows you all these government agents and rap music are intertwined <sighs> see if I can find this oh here we are here we are okay this is an interview uh, I didn't want to interview you know what we'll, we'll, we'll do this We'll do this another time because um, this is actually uh, interesting. We'll, we'll we'll show this at another time, but CIA they've been controlling rap music from the beginning. That's why in the '90s it's all about selling crack, <laughs> selling crack. So selling crack and then um. Uh, people investing in prisons and more prisons being built at that time. Uh, listen, this was so even the 90s was the Juneteenth ghetto, ghetto, ghetto fied, ghetto, ghettofication of the United States. Ah, let's let's move on because uh, I don't want to go much longer. I got a question. Okay. I, I watched as much as I could of this BET award show. And it's interesting. I saw no gospel. Usually these award shows, specifically BET, they will pull out at least one gospel performance. All right, prayer soldiers, it's time to get up. Woo! Then they start hot stepping. Yeah. All right, it's time to praise them. What? I did not see this on this show. I did not see one gospel performance. You're going to tell me that the vibration is so low. They didn't want to bring it up even to a to a, a Christian standpoint. Oh, this is this is this is it. This is the end. This is the end. They couldn't even add a little nugget of 
gospel in there. You know, because it's only about four or five artists that they're going to pick from. It's either going to be Kurt Franklin. It's going to be y- Yolanda Adams. It's going to be Mary Mary. They might throw a Kanye West in there to do a, a quick, a quick. Oh, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus walks. They might throw that in there. Like what? It wasn't. I didn't see any. They pretty much barred all Christian music. Did they have Christian category? They, it, this is just all about rap. Oh, man. I'm, I'm having that Juneteenth hangover. Juneteenth hangover. Whew, speaking of hip hop is dead. They putting the final nail in the coffin with this Pusha T versus Jim Jones. This is embarrassing. This is as low as you can get. This reminds me after the Nas and Jay-Z beef, when everybody saw that you can make money off of a beef like this, then every damn body started beefing. (laughs) Nelly trying to beef with (laughs) KRS-One. Like, this, uh, okay. This is what, what we're doing now. Jim Jones versus Pusha T. We know Pusha T can battle. We know Pusha T can get pillow talk information too. So I don't know if Jim Jones has a a, a white baby or a Filipino baby running around. You know he can get some damn information that damn put. I don't know if he can get crack, but he can damn sure get some information. Jim Jones is a much better rapper than he always been but come on he's a goon this man has no passion for rap music he's rapping because that's the only thing he has left every opportunity he has he squandered he's not he, he squandered last time i heard he's a damn vampire vamp life whatever that was i don't know what that was vamp life that's the best he had. After Dipset, there was nothing left. Cam tried to put him in position. And he can't follow up. He's not the type of man that can stand on his own. So now he resorts to things like this. Pusha T, come on, man. He's supposed to be. He, he, he raps like he's. And carries himself like he's this upper echelon guy. At this point, he's just another dope. He's just another crack rapper. I mean, now he's the best doing it right now. At least he's giving you some different sounds. But I mean, this why? Why? Your competition should be Drake. Your competition should be Kendrick. Your competition should be J. Cole. Y'all know who I'm going to name because they're the only good ones left. Kendrick, J. Cole, Drake. (laughs) Who else you got? (laughs) There might be a couple more in there, but those are the big three. 
that should be his level of competition. So he wants to beef with Jim Jones. All right. It's just giving me more of a Juneteenth hangover. Speaking of beef, Jack Harlow versus MGK. If this is not the death nail, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> If this is not the death nail of anything hip hop related, I, I don't know what is. I, I don't know what is. I, I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. MGK did kill Eminem, though. Obviously not lyrically. Obviously not lyrically. Okay, we all we all knew Eminem is the better MC or rapper for that matter. We we know he he's better, but as far as offensive goes, MGK pulled the offensive move and he pretty much knocked Eminem down. Eminem was rapping in a defensive position. It was nothing offensive about what he was saying. Only thing he was saying is, I have more money than you. I'm a better rapper than you. These walls are closing in. It's the only thing he's saying. He's defensive. He's how Jay-Z was rapping on the Blueprint 2. Just completely in the defense mode. Can't you see that he's fake? The rap version of T.D. Jakes. <laughs> All deep prophesizing on your CDs and tapes. <laughs> Won't break a little bit of the crumbs. <laughs> like, where, where's the takeover, Jay-Z? I need that, Jay-Z. No, we, we get the blueprint too, Jay-Z. I put dollars on mine. Ask Columbine. When the Twin Towers dropped, I was the first in line. We don't care about that, Jay. We don't care how much money you donate. It's time. <laughs> take out take out your sword. Kill Nas. Do what you got to do. Nah, he was defensive because he was done by then. MGK, Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow is the white... Drake by far <sighs> little bit of talent just not enough for my taste just not enough m maybe he can we'll, we'll see about his next project they're beefing now I, I'm not I don't care I don't care I don't care why because hip hop is dead I don't care why because I have a Juneteenth hangover. Oh, this is the, the, the ghettofication of the United States. I got a question. Why am I seeing juvenile everywhere? Juvenile, you know, from the hot boys. 
back that ass up. Why am I seeing him everywhere? He's performing at festivals. He's performing on stage more. He's at the time he has on the tiny desk concerts. Why am I why am I see am I seeing him more because he remixed the song to say vax that thing up? I haven't forgotten about that. Vax that thing up. Telling everybody to get the shot. Vax that thing up. Oh, Juvie, how creative. Vax that thing up. Is this why he's he's being shown more? Hmm. While we at it, fuck Lupe Fiasco. Fuck him too. Talking about you can't come to my show unless you show your your cards. Your Vax cards. Hmm. We'll see how he's promoted when he rolls out. <sighs> Bust the rhymes. Yeah. Bust the rhymes. Busta, Busta, Busta. You know, let, let's find this quick. Okay, so while I'm finding this, apparently Busta doubles down. He continues to talk about how Jamaicans... Caribbean people, specifically Jamaicans, but Caribbean people he's throwing in there, how they help create hip hop, how they had a heavy hand in doing that. And the person he mentions is Cool Herc, who was Jamaican. Okay, so... So we know what I'm talking about. Let, let, let you know. Celebrating Hip Hop 50. Cool Herc, a founding father of hip hop. He's a blood Jamaican. Make sure you know that. And Jamaica is in my blood. So, as much as we're going to rap hip hop. Okay, okay. So. <sighs> Some time ago, he came out and basically said how Jamaicans <laughs> basically, and I could be doing this a disservice, but basically he's saying that they had a heavy hand in the, in the, the creation of rap music 
And so he uses Cool Herc, who is Jamaican, to say he's a founding father of hip hop. I beg to differ. And I don't give, I don't give a damn what Jamaican or what Caribbean person, what they say. Buster Rhymes is misinformed and he needs to shut the F up. I don't know who ordained him. <laughs> Someone that can talk about <laughs> hip hop history like this because he, he's out of line. And I like Buster. I think he's a, a, a rap legend. His projects are fantastic. A mo- majority of them. But he's out of line in this. Even those from that era that early era that 77 76 77 78 they say that who hurt ain't do nothing but play some damn records play that damn disco what no no i mean i mean as much as we might say f africa bambata he had more to do with the creation of hip-hop and the first person that comes to mind for me is a grandmaster flash who pioneered the scratch who was doing the tricks who was playing the break beats listen <laughs> buster rhymes is misinformed and let's do this let's do this in fact don't Okay, we're gonna say that reggae mute. We're gonna say that reggae and Jamaican culture influence hip hop, right? We that's what that's what we're gonna say, right? That that's our stance. Okay, so let's do this. I'm gonna play a short clip from an interview of a reggae pioneer, and he's gonna explain where reggae comes from. When the musicians in Jamaica started to play, a lot of them can play Calypso too, because they play a lot of Calypso. Mm. But because uh, the American influence music come past you down there, you know, them start to kind of get more to... Them time you start Fats Domino. Yes. And... What, 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 wait, 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 wait. Wait. Okay. <laughs> Let's let's give some quick context. This is the great Bob Marley. This is Bob talking. So I know this is a podcast. You can't see it, but <laughs> this ain't Buja Bantan. <laughs> this is Bob Marley speaking. He's speaking on the origins of reggae music. Play it from the top. When the musicians in Jamaica started to play, a lot of them can play Calypso too, because they play a lot of Calypso. Mm-hmm. But because uh, the American influence music come past you down there, you know, them start to kind of get more to them time you start Fats Domino. Yes. And plenty of them type of people. So after a while now, the music start drift from the reggae. See, it used to be a music 
almost like a like an half blues. When you used to play before mm. the sketch start, you know. Even people like Joe Higgs, Janana, 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 you know that music? Right. You used to play that plenty. Uh -huh. So um, from there now it developed to people start ching, 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 for ska, you know. And then for um, rock steady, like ching, 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 for reggae noise, check, 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 you know. So you have three different feel. But the three of them can put together again and make one thing still. So I, I don't know if you can cut through the the accent. He said, you know what? I'm going to let Bob tell it. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but I don't want to speak for him. I don't want people to misinterpret, think I'm 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 trying to speak for Bob. I know them can play Calypso too, because they play a lot of Calypso. But because uh, the American influence music come past you down there, you know? American influence. Them start to kind of get more to them time you start Fats Domino. Yeah. Fats Domino. Not a reggae artist. Not a Calypso artist. He's an American artist. He's saying that reggae was inspired by American music and we know this. How do we notice a lot of Bob's early stuff with the Whalers is doo-wop, straight doo-wop music, which is American. Busta is, uh, you know, I can see how people can run with this. I, I don't know if he's trying to inject pride in himself or Jamaican culture or whatever. But no, this is this is a misinformed statement. Hip hop is no, no. <laughs> Forget hip hop, all right. America influences the world. Whatever we do, people are taking influence from us. You can go to any music you want. It is us. That that moved the needle. So I I, I don't know where, <laughs> where he's getting this from. Who's telling him? Is it that Cornell West? The BET Awards. Officially, I can officially say, and I don't care what album Kendrick comes out with after this, hip-hop is dead. Rap is completely, completely controlled. It is no longer, even in that short period of time where it was in the hands of the streets, hip-hop is now owned by corporation so and quite frankly it, it is um, a part of this what I like to call deaf culture 
especially when it comes to black people in America. Oh, y'all love some damn deaf culture, but we can get into that at a later time. Right now, this is the Juneteenth hangover in the ghetto-fied United States. Oof, man, we need something new. We need we need to break out into something new. We need to forget this hip hop thing. I don't know. We need to create something new now. Man. But yeah, that's the only thing that this showed me. Rap music is dead. It, it it's it's officially now all about it, 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 I mean, it's no longer talking about death in creative ways, no. <laughs> People are just straight dying now. You ain't talking about killing somebody in a creative way. <laughs> you really doing it and then rapping about it. Oh, this is dead. And, and then on top of that. And, and then on top of that. Really, what's leading the pack is the drill sound. Drill music. But with but. Hip hop is, is 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 no doubt dead because if this is le- if if this is the lasting impact of the music, and this is really kind of more of a human thing, let's say, but because really spiritually, it it it's got to get worse. You know, it can't be great the whole time. It's got to transform into this. So out of this corny shit something new must come out of it and with that something new a new understanding must come out of it so let, let's be clear I, I haven't lost focus and I don't think you should lose focus and cry over this shit I'm just really using it as an example it this has to get it's the same thing with society society has to go through this through this thing that we going through this uh, pronouns and new laws being made so-called uh, uh, thing just everything changing and 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 all the minds becoming warped and and being worse and people doing terrible things either to themselves or someone else this is this is how society must go for things to change. Bobby Hemmett always said, when you see society being run down like this, this is a good thing. Out of this, out of this darkness, there will be light. I have no doubts about that. So don't get me wrong. I'm not saying let's bring back the the glory days of rap music because it's gone. Even some, some of the new producers, they're making music as a producer myself, I, I hear it, but they're making music and the music sounds like they're, 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 they're a Gen Zer, and the music sound like it came from the 90s. They're taking, they're not even moving forward with it, with, with all we know now. They're not even moving forward. We got that, the, we've got all these time periods and now you can, we learn from it, we can blend it, 
And then out of that comes something new. But they making music that's straight coming from the 90s, some boom bap stuff as if they was around when the shit was going down like that. So there's a lack of creativity. They're sampling music. They're sampling music that's a sample of the sample of the sample. How are you sampling music that was that's a sample of a sample of a sample? I mean, at least let's just say in the 90s, they were taking music that was never sampled. It was never sampled. You didn't want anybody to know what, what music you were sampling. You didn't want anybody to know what records you were buying. It was all creative. Now they're sampling those records that were sampled. So this is, this is a done deal. This is it. This is it. Um, and even with the drill, how do you promote drill? How do you even promote that? You can't promote rappers killing other people like like really doing it. You can't do it. There's no 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 company's gonna touch that. Unless it's Boost Mobile. <laughs> no but no company's gonna touch it. You can make a little bread, but you you're not going anywhere with that. So now you basically put rap in a corner. That is until Jack Harlow starts rapping and then he can get all the white man can't jump shows and, you know, they just make off with it. But you drill people, Scarlip, Ice Spice, y'all will just be mainstay. Uh, I'm missing some people. Chief Keef, who happened to be at the award show. Ah. Uh, Y'all are staying in the corner. You, I hope you, I hope they save that little bread. I hope they can continue and invest and make some other money because when it comes to the music, they staying right there. And the Jack Harlow's, the the MGKs. Um, I know there's some other ones. The uh, uh, Doja Cats. They, those are the ones that's really gonna be getting the endorsements and, and all that stuff. It is what it is. But you know what? Hip hop might be dead, but the classics still remain. So we're going to end this here with the legend himself live from Queensbridge. <laughs> Oludara. Want to say peace to everybody. We'll catch you next time.